This is episode 15 with Peak Performance Consultant, Justin Atherton. This is Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson. Finally realizing my master's degree only taught me so much, I decided to start on a journey to learn more about what it truly means to be a pencil leader and how we can leave a positive mark on people and the world around us. So each week, I'm going to bring you a topic or a guest that will help guide us on our way to grow and leave a positive mark wherever we go. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. Your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. And your values become your destiny. Mahatma Gandhi. And we have to be careful what we say, especially to ourselves, because what we say to ourselves end up in our subconscious, and that subconscious really plays a factor in how we act and how we see ourselves and then how we um, have that emulate out into our lives. So the words that we're saying, especially about ourselves, are super important. Justin Atherton is a peak performance consultant for Confidence Unchained. He leads business owners and entrepreneurs to a peak performance. One speciality he has is vocabulary awareness, which is where one monitors their vocabulary and better understands the way our word choices affect how we see ourselves and others. Justin, welcome to the show today, man. Thanks, Chris. Uh, I'm glad to be here, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to just diving into uh, vocabulary awareness and learning uh, from you and uh, just getting a lot of benefit from that. So, but first kind of what what got you doing what you're doing, man? Well, um, I, I'd have to go back to where everything started. And, you know, I started in law enforcement okay. over 13 years ago. And along the way, I was a training officer, a detective, patrol sergeant, and then also a member of the SWAT team. So every aspect of my career, I've been a mentor. Mm. And so it's been my passion to train people or inspire people and, and have them push themselves to limits that they didn't even know they could move past. And over the last few years have moved that idea outside of law enforcement, as you said, working with business owners and entrepreneurs and, and helping them master that their emotional state, their physical state, their mental state, and helping them get clarity or eliminating anxiety and establishing a foundation of self-care. Awesome. That's great. And I think that's so cool. Like just your background in law enforcement and how you're able to probably to play that into even helping other people, just your training from that. Yeah. Um, it's so I, I guess um, with the topic of vocabulary awareness, how does that uh, correlate or tie into our peak performance as individuals? So the idea of vocabulary awareness actually started with, um, trainings I've been to, it's referred to as either content analysis or statement analysis. Mm. And what the tool is there for is to evaluate the truthfulness of written word or spoken word. Now, when I started to develop this and master that skill, I noticed I was monitoring what I was writing, monitoring the things I was saying, and realizing how often it is that we lie to ourselves or lie to other people about our intentions or the actions that we we're trying to express that we take. And so when you start monitoring the, the words you use and how you talk about yourself and the actions you want to take, 
you can confront yourself about what you're not doing. And when you yeah. change that language, you can put action behind it. Okay. So it's kind of like a deep rooted, like intrinsic type uh, process with our words, trying to fix that internally or, and then having it come out with our words. Yeah. It's, it, it may link to those limiting beliefs a little bit. So the idea is that when you talk about things in a certain way, the, the biggest category of these words, which I think is the most prevalent, they're called stop action verbs. Mm. And it's talking about things like I, I, I wanted to do something. I planned to do something. I meant to do something. And so when you talk about things in that way, you're really not saying much of anything. If you say, well, I, I plan to go to the gym today yeah. or I wanted to start eating better. What are you saying? You're saying you didn't do anything. You didn't accomplish <laughs> anything, right? Right. Yeah. So it kind of just like uh, kind of the gray area almost in between of yes, I did it or no, I didn't. It just kind of like you wishfully wanted to do it, but like you said, you didn't do anything. Yeah. So, so it's, I guess with that vocabulary awareness, what is the biggest way that it kind of hinders us in our growth, in our abilities to do things, in our performance? So our brain is very receptive to the information that we feed it, right? Absolutely. So if we're constantly giving ourselves a way out or making it seem like it's okay to not accomplish our goals, then we won't. If we can continually say, I'm gonna try to do this, I want to do that, I plan to do that, you're programming your brain to go, mm, we may not and it's okay. Right. I'm saying, I am going to do this, I will do this. And you, your actions come differently when you start speaking in a different way and more matter of fact. Absolutely. And I think with, with that, uh, the vocabulary awareness using those, just those kind of like empty phrases I call them is, <clears throat> excuse me, is the synapses in the brain. They get those pathways get used mm -hmm. and, and get stronger over time. And so that's just kind of the easy way. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going to try to do that. Like when people say, Hey, can you help me do this? Oh yeah. I'll try to be there. Or, <laughs> you know, like instead of like making the commitment yes, and, and building those pathways one way or the other, I mean, it's okay to say no to things, obviously when the time's right. And, and I think building those positive pathways in the brain, either yes or no is much better than, than kind of strengthening the, that lack of decision almost. Yeah. And you're completely right. Talking about the neural pathways that you're mm -hmm. building. It's like building any of those habits yep. when you're speaking in that way. Um, Cause learning this skill and using this skill, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's not easy at first because you're so used to talking in a certain way that that neural pathway to talk about things with uncertainty is so wide because we're so right. used to using it. So when you actually change your habit and you have to catch yourself using those words, and speaking in that way, it's going to take some time and some practice to be able to do that with um, great efficiency. Absolutely. And I, I've, I've caught myself doing that and using those kind of words like, you know, I'll, maybe I'll be able to do that. And it's like, no, mm -hmm. stop that right there. Like reverse that. No, I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it, whichever the um, it allows for. But like with that, does this correlation from these um, vocabulary uses, like, does it correlate to 
like negative self-talk is that kind of do you find the same pathways in the brain or are those completely different or does that tie in at all it's similar it could link okay. to some limiting beliefs yeah to where you know i don't believe i'm going to be able to accomplish this you know um i'm gonna i'm gonna try to eat better maybe it's like you don't really have a drive to do that it's just something that sounds good um so it could link to that. I, I, I think that that negative self-talk is a little bit different category. Yeah. Um, but the limiting beliefs, I think, can be linked in there um, very easily. And what is your drive to do any of these things? Do you have that why behind mm -hmm. the goals you want to accomplish, right? Right, absolutely. And I think that's a big one is finding that why. Do you mm -hmm. find that there's other, uh, oh, I don't want to say issues, but like for lack of a better term, like the issues that are causing us to not be able to choose one way or the other in, in people you've helped? You know, it just seems like this type of language is so prevalent mm -hmm. when we talk to each other that it's become habit. It's part of our right. world. Yeah. We talk to each other in a way to where it, it seems that our intentions trump the fact that we didn't do anything. Hmm. You know, I plan to do this. I want to do this. I'll try to do this. But these are the conversations we have every day. And so we make it okay. Right. And so instead of confronting it, because when you can confront that language you have and say, instead of saying, well, I plan to go to the gym this morning, <laughs> you can say, hey, I didn't go to the gym this morning, own the failure, own yeah, the lack of absolutely. action. And then you can turn it around and put action behind it. Go, I didn't go to the gym this morning. I'm going tomorrow. Yeah. You can change that outlook. Right. And I wonder if a lot of that indecisive language that we use, the uh, I might or I'll try or or whatnot, I feel like some of the times it stems from us caring too much about what other people think. And we don't mm. want to be wrong. We don't want to like offend anyone, maybe. And I could com be completely off, but like I've, if you tell someone, yeah, I'll try, or maybe it's we don't care. The outcome. I don't know. Am I, I'm probably completely off base with that, but no, I, I think that there's a basis for that because right. you don't want to sound like we don't want to admit the faults or the things that we're right. not going to do. When you say, I'm going to try to eat better rather than saying, no, I'm going to eat like crap for the rest of my life. Right. You know, so we don't want to say that even yep. though that might be the truth. Yep. You know, I'm going to try to quit smoking or no, I'm going to smoke like a chimney until the day <laughs> I die. You know, right. so it's it's hard for us to be open about owning those facts. But when we are, then, like I said, then we can create different action behind it. Right. Be like, hey, Absolutely. look, I haven't been able to stop smoking. This is what I'm going to do to get that process, whether it's the patch or whatever those things are. Right. Yeah. When you own that failure or that lack of action, that's when you can change your behavior behind it. For sure. And the, the, one, the one example that I give, which really hits home to how, how this language really works, is I challenge you to walk up to your spouse and tell them, I'll try to be faithful to you. <laughs> that's a great example. Yeah. Like, how do you think that's going to land, right? Oh, completely. You know, that's, that's a statement mm -hmm. that we expect 100% certainty with, right? I will be faithful to you. I am going to be faithful to you. Yep. But when you have that, that lack of 100% certainty, 
hey, something's wrong here, right? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But, no, that's but we let each other get away with it in every other aspect of our conversations. Mm, yeah. No, that's a great point. A great way to explain, like, why are you using that language? Like, you wouldn't use it in this scenario. So, yeah. And I think what you said earlier about owning when we aren't able to do something. So, like, when we say, no, I didn't do it. Okay. There's the ownership. So, you're making it more... Uh, have more weight behind it. Like, Oh yeah, I didn't do X, Y, Z or what I said I was going to do. So then you have to start the process of, okay, what's, what am I going to do? Am I going to continue not doing that? Which is, could be fine. I guess at least you're being honest Mm -hmm. with yourself and with others, or are you going to be able to take those steps to do what you need to do or what needs to be done? And I think, uh, yeah, taking ownership is huge in a lot of different uh, aspects. Yeah. And, and when you're honest with yourself, it can kind of give you that, that kick in the butt and going like, yeah. man, that sounds bad. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to, do I really want to do this negative behavior for the rest of my life or even for the next month? Yeah. So we lie to ourselves as, as well as lying to others about our actions. Sure. Yeah. And, and just along that, like trying to please people. So it could be even be like, you're asked to go help do something or, or help someone move or whatnot. And you're like, well, I might be able to help you. Yeah. So then it's like, do you actually have the time? Do you actually want to, is it actually going to be a benefit to everybody? Or are you going to bring everybody down with your attitude? So then you can make a more um, concrete decision. Like, Hey, I, for some reason I can't, or I'm not going to, or, mm-hmm. you know, like, no, I'm not going to help you move or whatever the, the situation might be. But, um, yeah, because sometimes we just we we choose things based on what we think other people will think or what they want instead of like what's best for us yes. or what's like what is truly what we should do. And so, yeah, we need to definitely one way or the other uh, solidify those answers. And we all know that person that, you know, always tells you they're going to be there or help out and then they they flake out, yep. right? You oh, know? yeah. Yep. That person, they're so scared to say no and be honest about the situation. Hey, maybe you don't have time. Maybe it doesn't fit into your schedule, yeah. but you're so scared to say, hey, this isn't going to work. I'm not going to be able to be there. You know, so they say, oh, yeah, I might. I'm going to try to be there. And then they never show up. And then right. it's a consistent thing. Yeah. And then you realize that this person has no integrity in anything yep. that they say. And, and that ends up translating to all different aspects of your life. Yeah. And it almost like correlates to like an easy out. Like, yeah, I'll try to be there, but then they don't really have to, or if they do great. And I don't know if it correlates to social media, how it makes it easier to kind of do that facade answer. And, um, but yeah, I feel like it's, you hear about it at least more than you used to. I mean, your word used to mean something. Mm-hmm. It used to carry a lot of weight and now it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, I don't know. So yeah, I think things have definitely changed um, in that regard. But how do you, when you start to help people um, in this area of your peak performance, um, how do you approach them? Because this could be, I could believe that this might offend some people or make them upset mm-hmm. uh, when you say, hey, you need to like take ownership one way or the other, like stop being wishy-washy. Like how do you approach somebody you're trying to help with that? Yeah. So for me and my, my style mm-hmm. of, of consulting and, and working with my clients, I'm, I'm very upfront and I'm very blunt. Good. So yeah. I, I can't work with people that are going to be offended easily. Okay. Because yep. 
you know, I do have to call them out on it. When we have our, our weekly calls and that hour call I have with my clients, I will interrupt them. If they're telling me, yeah, next week I'm going to try to do, I'm like, stop. <laughs> Whatever you're about to say is going to be a lie. So let's <laughs> reset and get back, use some concrete language. Yeah. Tell me what you're going to do. So the, the, my clients have to be able to withstand that. That's awesome. I, no, that's good. I don't work with people that um, they get offended easily because it's not going to be a good relationship <laughs> on either side. Right. And that's what, I mean, that's what I don't understand. That should be what we want is someone who's blunt and up for it, like telling us the truth and mm -hmm. like holding us accountable. That's how it should be. And I know some people kind of get rubbed the wrong way with it, unfortunately, but um, so that's good. I, I was wondering if that's uh what you would approach it as uh, just knowing your background a little bit and everything. So you have to, because, yeah. in, and it's something I explain to my clients too, because I'm there for that hour. You know, we might communicate in between as well, but I only get you for that hour and I get to listen to you talk to me for an hour. So I have to call you out on your crap. I have to help you start interrupting yourself because I'm not there tomorrow. I'm not there the next day. You know, we might not talk for a few days. And so you have to practice that skill of interrupting yourself. Yeah. It, I still have to do it sometimes oh, when sure. I hear it come out and be like, yeah, I want to do, hang on a minute. Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to do this. I will yeah. do this. You know, it's, it's a skill that you have to practice every day yep. and catch it. You have to hear yourself talk. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's a process. Like you said, it's not going to be overnight fix and, and you're not gonna be perfect at it just like anything. Mm -hmm. But what are some strategies uh, that you would suggest or that you do suggest for people who are trying to change uh, that language that they use? Well, I, part of the, the program that I, um, I have as well mm -hmm. in the group program, when you have multiple people that can call each other out on their mm -hmm. language, you know, whether it's in the, in the social media groups or yep. when they have conversations with each other, if you have someone else that is spun up on that same idea of calling you out on your language, then it, it, it's, it speeds up the process. It's like expedites the process. And so, I mean, if you share it with your, your friends and your family, like, Hey, this is something I'm working on. Can you guys hold me accountable to when I start saying this type of stuff mm -hmm. now, whether or not they, they spin themselves up on it. Um, right. But really having other people that are on the same you know path, you know, training up on that because, because this vocabulary awareness is really a foundation of one of the three key areas that I work with in my program. Gotcha. So what are those areas? What do you correlate that into? So this one falls under mentality and okay. then the other two key areas are emotional fortitude and health gotcha. consciousness. Okay. Awesome. So just being, being able to like mind body and, uh, emotions basically, right? Yeah, the emotional fortitude, um, yeah. there's foundation in that as well. And being able okay. to quickly recover from, you know, letdowns, setbacks and failures. Awesome. But that mentality of really like knowing what you want and doing what you say. Yep. So this is the foundation for that mentality. That's awesome. Yeah, because I mean, if you go and try to do something, say you're trying to build a business and you are getting no's, you're getting rejection over and over. If you have that concrete wording where you can say, okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to try again tomorrow. I'm going to reach out to people tomorrow. So I, well, you know, I might try to, you know, mm -hmm. that, and I think that's great foundation and, and how it plays with one another. Um, so do you, do you find, I'm trying to see where I'm going to go with this. 
What's the biggest difficulties when trying to get people to change that talk that those uh, getting the concrete language? Well, I think it's just about changing the habit. Yeah. And another aspect I've come across is that they may not realize the impact that it really has. Mm. And, you know, I've had a couple of clients uh, take it lightly when I call them out and it's like, okay, yeah, I hear what you're saying. You're, I can't say the word try anymore. But when you realize how your words affect your actions, you know, when the things that you say affect the things that you do or don't yep. do, when you really like own that fact, then you can have that exponential growth and go, all right, I need to change the things I say to other people and to myself so I can accomplish the things that I want to. So it's really about changing the habit and, yeah. and having them realize how important this is to changing your behavior. For sure. And yeah, habits, I mean, sometimes are so much harder to, to change with certain people and, and for who knows how long they've been doing them. And so, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. that has to be a, a struggle with that and uh, struggle with things I've seen trying to help people as well. Um, so now I'm going to ask you just kind of five questions to go with uh, pencil leadership and the traits, um, the five traits with that. So the first one is being so pencils um, have to be held to be written with. And so we also have to have mentors and coaches that help us along the way. Is there like one or two that stand out in your mind that like really help propel you to where you are today? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about this earlier today because yeah. I've had a long list of mentors <laughs> that I can Good. go through. And, and I think all of us need that yeah. because it's a strength to be able to ask for help Absolutely. and to take other people's insight. One that really stands out that really introduced me to the idea of emotional intelligence, which led me to developing the emotional fortitude in my program. Uh, his name is Tab Cooper. Okay. And I work with him teaching interview classes and leadership classes. Hmm. And both of those classes have a, a strong basis in emotional intelligence. And Tab was also in law enforcement and then moved on to being a professor, a business professor. Nice. And so working with him and training with him to really understand the emotional intelligence and how that affects every aspect of our lives, I think that's been transformational for me. And then what's funny is his wife, Mary Daughtry, they actually work together. So all three of us are instructors for the, for the company. And so I consider both of them mentors. So I kind of get two in one yeah. they're married <laughs> to each other. So right. it's, I, it's great for me. So I, I love both of them and I've learned so much. That's awesome. Yeah. I definitely always need mentors and coaches, no matter what level we're at. Mm -hmm. The second one is with pencils, um, they have to be sharpened to be efficient uh, and to be able to leave a good mark. And so we're going to go through tough times, hard times that shape us. Um, looking back, do you have one moment or one memory that shaped you that might have been a rough patch that you're willing to share? I, I do. And I'm, it's, a, it's a tough thing to try to sum up. So yeah. one of the, um, there was an agency in my career that I was, I was forced to leave and okay. it was strictly for admin reasons. Mm. But at that point, um, I actually went through uh, a bout of depression. Mm. I was very, I, I had a lot of self-worth, 
tied up in my career at the point. Gotcha. Like I, yeah. I identified with my job. And so when I, it was removed from me, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't do anything else. This is a career I thought I was going to like retire with or die doing. Mm. And so it hit me so hard. But the main, the main thing that I took from that was that I'm not that job. Absolutely. You know, people like to say, I am this. I am a lawyer. I No, that's what you do. Yep. Okay. I know with my skill set and the things that I've learned in my career, I can do whatever I want. Okay. And each of us has our own skill set, you know, and training and experience that you've been through. So thinking that you can't do anything outside of your current, you know, career path is silly. Mm-hmm. And so learning that and being able to detach myself from what my job was, was a huge revelation. Yeah, that is huge. And that's awesome. That's a great story. Thank you for sharing that. That's a good testament that a lot of people could probably um, relate with or at least need to hear. So so that kind of goes into the third one, which pencils, obviously, as they get used, or I'm sorry, the third one is, so pencils have erasers um, because sometimes we make mistakes. And so we're just like that. We, we are able to try and fix our mistakes and learn from them so we don't make them again. Have you been through a moment um, that you've made a mistake that you've been able to look back now positively and like, well, I really learned from that or, or anything like that? Yeah, I, I think it goes back to, you know, either that time period yeah. or going back to um, my divorce. Mm-hmm. You know, there was periods of my life where, I did not have the emotional fortitude that I have today. I didn't have that emotional intelligence. I wasn't able to really understand my emotions and why they were there and how to use them appropriately. So it, it's almost it's almost like a span of several years looking back and going like, man, I was missing this piece. Hmm. And like, how would that have been different if I had these skills, if I had this training back then and to be able to you know, change those situations and looking back and go, I would have done this differently. I would have handled this situation differently. I would have had those interactions differently. Right. So I I think, you know, understanding all the the areas where I was lacking that emotional fortitude um, made me realize how much underdeveloped I was in it. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's true. And, and, Thanks again for sharing that because I look being able to look back on things like that and, and growing from them is huge. Um, and so things we can, we always go through things and have things where we mess up that we can, we can learn from and, and correct for future uh, choices. But mm-hmm. going into the fourth uh, pencil leadership trait, that is that pencils throughout its life, quote unquote, it, they get beat up, they get nicked and cuts and, and scraped and, so the outward appearance, there's wear and tear you can see. And we go through stuff that kind of break us down, give us gray hair, all that. Uh, mm-hmm. But the internal, the lead of the pencil and what we hold intrinsically uh, is what shines through and helps us leave or is what leaves a mark. So what is a, a value that you would say is most important to you that you hope shines through uh, in your life? I really strive to have integrity in everything I do. If, if I tell someone I'm going to do something, I do it. Yeah. And anyone that is close to me or that I, I work with, they understand that about me. You know, if Justin says For he's sure. going to do something, it's going to happen. 
Yeah. Like you might as well consider it already happened. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I buy by the fact that a lack of integrity is contagious. Mm. Okay. And that, that means any aspect in your life, if you're out of integrity in one aspect of your life, it will start to chip away at the other aspects of your life because it's like, well, I didn't do that. And that wasn't so bad. So mm -hmm. then, you know, maybe this area starts to fall back and then another area starts to fall back. So you need to have integrity with yourself. First of all, you know, tell yourself the truth all the time and follow through with your own word. And then also have integrity with the people in your lives. And, you know, when you say you're going to do something, do it. That's awesome. And yeah, that just correlates back to what you teach to everybody else. And so I, I think that fits perfectly. And I think that's awesome. Uh, a very good trait and character um, trait to, uh, to have and to shine out. So, and the last one goes with all this is, so a pencil obviously is made to leave a mark. Um, now, sometimes it's harder uh, depending on the surface, but it can always leave a mark. So what, at the end of the day, what is the biggest thing you want people to see from your life? What mark did you want to leave on the world? You know, a commitment that I tell myself, I'm committed to inspiring others mm -hmm. and helping them discover their limitless possibilities. Okay. I really believe that we all have the ability to influence everyone we come in contact with. Agreed. And trying to measure the, the impact that you have on that person's life or the ripple effect of, you know, having a positive interaction with someone. And then that leads to positive reactions with someone else. And then someone else, yep. it's immeasurable. Yep. And so if I literally, I'm just getting chills thinking about that right now, <laughs> like the, the reach of our impact, like you, you can't even fathom it. Right. right. Yeah. So if I were to say leaving something, it's just the idea of being able to impact as many people as possible so they can impact as many people as possible. So they can impact as many people as possible. Like that reach I think is just amazing. And if I can leave that for the world and that, that would be great. Yeah, that is. And that's awesome. And that's just, that's one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast is just because you can extend your reach so much through people listening in as the audience grows, who knows, like who two years, three years from now, someone could listen to this episode and hear something you say, and you're, you're reaching them now. Yeah. Uh, and so just the ability for that to happen is, is so cool. So, um, Thank you so much for sharing those. And, and thank you, Justin, so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate you taking time out to teach us about uh, vocabulary awareness. Yeah, it was great to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm always glad to talk about it. It only sharpens my skills more to be able to, you know, share it with others and, and train myself up on it, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, hey, thanks again. Yeah, I appreciate it, Chris. Yep. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, share it with someone else and make a positive mark in their life. Also, head over and leave a rating and review at Apple Podcasts and let me know what you think of the show. Help me improve it as we go. And don't forget to check me out on Instagram at chris.anderson8 for motivational, educational, and behind-the-scenes info. Now let's go out and make a positive mark being pencil leaders.